And I shoot my shot, it's the Hawaii it's going in. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hook shot a hole like Kareem, but I never lead a book. I hit that Janobi with my left hand, all like, woo. Bitch, you weren't with me shooting in the gym. James Harden with the range on me, nigga, way back. Michael Jordan, 1985, bitch, I traveled with a cocaine circle. And you can live through anything if magic made it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you do. What up, my fellow NBA lovers? This is your guy, Marcellus Ease. And you know, in this bubble, there ain't no telling of who could actually go off. We got guys like TJ Warren, Austin Rivers, Gary Trent Jr., all stepping up for their respective teams. Now, because there's no fans, the atmosphere that these players are playing in now sort of almost like a preseason summer league gym workout so a lot of players aren't dealing with things outside of the game like traveling dealing with fans heckling them it's almost like a summertime basketball camp where guys just ball rest play video games maybe watch a little television and get right back to it so expect this to actually carry into the playoffs where we're going to see guys come off the bench and maybe go off and change a lot of these series now we got guys in the bubble like tj warren dropping 53 on philly dropping 39 against the lakers 34 against washington austin rivers with russell westbrook being out dropping 41 points against sacramento and gary trent jr stepping up for the blazers with cj mccullen dealing with a back injury he's dropping 27 points 22 points in a game like this guy's doing his thing helping the blazers and also damian lillard step up to keep them in the playoffs so just don't expect this to be just in the regular season games within the bubble expect us to carry on into the playoffs and swing a lot of these series now the bubble also has a lot of positive effects on guys that we do have expectations to have production that normally been up and down the past few seasons you look at guys like carmelo anthony he's actually playing into his role right now it's one of the reasons why the blazers are playing a lot better even though they're not stopping no one on defense, Melo's just taking shots. Guys just wanted him to catch and shoot. Melo against Dallas dropped 26 points on 58% shooting. Same thing in Philly. He dropped 20 points, shooting 46%. And against the Clippers, he dropped 21 points on 53% shooting. Melo, for most of his career, has been a 40% shooter. Of course, you know, taking a lot of volume shots, but... He's actually played into his role and has helped Dame and has helped CJ actually make this run. Now, speaking of the Blazers, they actually made it into the elimination round where they'll face the Memphis Grizzlies for the battle for the eighth seed. Now, how this is going to work is that Memphis just has to win one game and the Blazers actually have to win two games to knock out Memphis because they're already holding the eighth spot. So they still have an uphill battle. Now, one thing about the Blazers is that Dame, CJ, a lot of their key guys are playing a lot of minutes ever since the bubble started. Now, if you take a look at Dame's game log, his minutes, he's playing about 40 minutes a game. I mean, we've seen against the Clippers where just to make the two free throws, Dame was actually tired. He was deaded. He was doing his thing the whole game and he just didn't have enough energy just to make the free throws. As we all know, when guys that normally shoot a high percentage in free throw shooting, they miss it, they're normally tired. Now, of course, what Damian Lillard is doing is some legendary shit. I mean, this guy dropped 60 points in a game. And he was shooting well over 55%. Now, you look at the game against Brooklyn, in which he dropped 42 points on 59% shooting. 
Same thing against Dallas. 61 points on 53% shooting. And Beast, the game against the 76ers. Oh, my God. Dropping 51 points on 57% shooting. Dame is going off. He's doing some legendary shit. But it scares me because he's playing a lot of heavy minutes. And guys were off for a lot of months. And now in this elimination round, they actually have to play two games on a back-to-back. And they can't lose one game. No mistakes because, like I said before, the Memphis Grizzlies are holding that eighth spot. All they got to do is just win one game. So it just worries me a bit because the Portland Trailblazers don't really play a lot of defense. Again, Brooklyn has a lot of injuries. They give up a lot of points to Brooklyn, a lot of points to Dallas. The Clippers sat a lot of their starters in that game. And because the Trailblazers aren't playing good enough defense, they had to basically play catch up the whole game. So once again, I expect these next two games in the elimination round to be a lot of heavy minutes for Dame. And we're going to see if he can muster up the energy to carry this team on to the next round. Now, one thing in the bubble we didn't expect is the Lakers to be struggling as much as they are. Now, even though they clinched the top seed in the West, their offense has been very stagnant. Now, LeBron James is the point guard of this team, which, in my opinion, is very ironic because this guy is one of the biggest players on the court, and he should be down low a lot more. LeBron James is in year 17, and there's no reason why he should be on top of the key trying to blow past guys and do a bunch of these crossovers, and he's doing a lot of settling for three-point shots. He actually leads the team in three-point shot attempts, which is one major red flag right there. Because one, we all know three-point shooting is not LeBron James' thing. And two, this whole Laker team is built around LeBron with a bunch of 3 and D guys. So him leading all these guys in three-point attempts, it just means either he's settling or something is completely off. The offense got to be that stagnant where he has to do all those attempts. Like I said, LeBron is the size of a power forward, a.k.a. he's the size of Karl Malone, and he's on top of the key trying to blow past guys like he's 22. Now, the reason why I keep mentioning his age how many years he's been in the league is that because I think everyone thought after this break from the pandemic that it would actually benefit LeBron James. But actually, I'm starting to realize a lot of younger guys got a, a lot of rest. And so they're fresh. So a guy like LeBron off of year 17, him playing against a, a bunch of young guys that are fresh and rested to actually hurt him. But we'll see going through the playoffs. He does have the experience over guys, but just his role on the Lakers it just it just looks weird you got this big guy playing point guard and a lot of the onus doesn't really fall on him because he can just draw the double team and it's just a bunch of kickouts it's almost the same thing over and over and over again and it's very predictable and going deep into the playoffs they're going to play against a smarter teams defensively where guys are going to pick up on what guys do and if you don't have two or three or four tricks it's not really going to work so the lakers are really going to need guys like kyle kuzma to step up which is most likely not going to happen they're going to need caldwell pope to step up danny green they're going to need these guys to shoot a good percentage from three-point range but you know if the lakers are not successful in their quest for a championship this season they're going to look back on why they didn't trade Kyle Kuzma to get Marcus Morris. They're going to really look back at that because them holding on to Kuzma, I'm not really understanding why. He hasn't been consistent all season. He doesn't really fit in with the way LeBron's playing because now he just has to be this spot-up shooter whenever LeBron's ready to pass him the ball. So the fit is quite not there. It seems like they're forcing it. But once again, LeBron has the experience. 
Now, if the Blazers do make the playoffs, I do expect the Lakers to beat them because the Blazers cannot stop anyone. They have nobody to guard any guards. They, they can't stop guys in the inside. I expect the Lakers to get past this team, but just going deeper into the playoffs, like I said, you're going to play against a lot of teams that are smarter defensively. I'm talking about all five guys on, on the starting lineup, all the way to the bench. The whole team is more sophisticated, much smarter. They pick up on what guys do, and you're playing against guys in a seven-game series, so you can't do what you did the previous night over and over again. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, another team I want to quickly focus on is the Houston Rockets, as Russell Westbrook has a quad injury that's going to leave him out for probably the first series in the playoffs, more than likely. And pretty much right now, James Harden is going to have the green light to do whatever he wants, take a bunch of shots, a bunch of dribbling. And we've seen this play out before because when Chris Paul was on the Rockets, he had a stretch where he was out. And James Harden pretty much got the green light to take a bunch of shots to play his way. And when Chris Paul came back in, there was definitely an adjustment that had to be made. But CP3 does have his revenge matchup in the first round as he'll get a one-on-one -on -one matchup with James Harden directly as the Rockets are very thin because they went very top-heavy with Westbrook and James Harden hitting that salary cap. But I expect the Rockets to handle their business against OKC, and we'll see when Westbrook comes back if James Harden can dial it back a bit because he's going to be accustomed to doing whatever he wants on the court. So there's going to have to be an adjustment made. And I believe that's part of the reason why he had a falling out with CP3 because there was a major stretch in the season where they actually played better and Harden was by himself taking all the shots he wanted, doing whatever he wanted to. And then he had to dial that back a bit when CP3 came back on the court. So we'll see how that plays out. As far as the playoff goes, the seeding is pretty much set. Minus the eighth seed between the Grizzlies and the Trailblazers. We're going to have the Clippers face the Mavericks. I expect the Clippers to handle them. We're going to have the Nuggets versus the Jazz. The Jazz is, they're kind of iffy in the bubble because it's kind of weird. They were trying to avoid the Rockets. It seemed like they were tanking, but Westbrook ended up getting hurt. And now they would have had a better matchup against the Rockets, but now they're going to just face the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a deep team. They're kind of young, so we'll see if they could be that consistent in the playoffs. And, of course, we're going to have OKC versus the Rockets, which we already went over. And then looking at the Eastern Conference, we're going to have the Bucks versus the Magic. That's going to be an ugly first-round matchup. The Raptors versus the Nets. Now, it's going to get interesting here. The Celtics versus the 76ers. No Ben Simmons. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Most likely, the Celtics are going to move on. And we're just going to see how the 76ers franchise reacts because they, the ownership has spent a lot of money on this team. There's a lot of guaranteed contracts on this team, especially with the pandemic going on. The, you know, everyone's financials are kind of affected. We're going to see how the ownership of the 76ers react because that Ben Simmons and Embiid duo, it could be coming to an end. And then, of course, we're going to have the Miami Heat versus the Indiana Pacers. Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren. We'll see how that plays out. And low-key, the Heat, I would not be surprised if they make a major play, especially in 2021, for top free agents because that team is set up. They just need one more piece. And that is definitely a championship contending team. And Andre Iguodala said he only wanted to play about two more years. So don't underestimate sneaky-ass Pat Riley. He definitely has something up his sleeve. We've seen what he did in 2010. Let's not forget that. Now, when the NBA wanted to continue the season in the bubble, they actually put a plan in place with the agreement with the Players Association, which is called the Enhanced Insurance, which protects players 
from career-ending injuries related to COVID or just anything that happens to them on the court during the bubble. This basically helps any guys that's going to be free agents in the offseason protect them from not losing value in their contract renewals and also protects a lot of guys that have rookie extensions coming up. Guys like Jason Tatum, uh, Bam out in Miami, Mitchell Donovan, De'Aaron Fox. Guys like this can stay protected on this plan, but this plan is pretty vague. It's, there's not too many details on it because we want to see how it affects guys like Jonathan Isaac, who got hurt, had an ACL injury. He was actually coming off another injury that had him out for about four months. And then next season, he'll be eligible for an extension. So I wonder how this plan kind of keeps him protected because next season, he's going to have a very short time to prove his value. We've even seen guys who during the practice sessions to get in the bubble have gotten injured. Guys like Justice Winslow, Jaron Jackson Jr. And you can even look at guys like Victor Oladipo. Now the Pacers have him risking a lot because he'll be eligible for almost a max extension. So under a plan like this, it'll keep him protected. But once again, the details are very murky. How much protection do they get? Is it a certain percentage? But these are very interesting things to pay attention to. But it is what it is. You guys enjoyed elimination games this weekend. It's going to be a good battle between John Morant and Dame Dollar. My money's on Dame. Hopefully they can get in because it'll be a more interesting matchup against the Lakers, even though I have the Lakers eliminating Portland. But it's been an incredible run by Damian Lillard. Until next time, you guys stay safe. Peace.